shares of Dick's Sporting Goods popped after earnings and then sank this morning lower again as the retailer that's been on a big run runs into some volatility. Let's talk about it with John Kernan joining us from Cowan, the Managing Director and Senior Equity Research Analyst covering retail. Uh, John, good morning. Thanks for being here. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. So let's start with Dick's Sporting Goods, and I'm curious about some of the other companies you cover. Uh, Dick's jumped on the report, and it's been giving it back now, basically, since its first reaction. What's up? Yeah, sure. Well, Dick's has been one of the best-performing stocks since companies reported their first quarter earnings in May. The stock's up over 50%, far in excess of the peers. They delivered a strong quarter. Their comps were down five. That was a little bit better than consensus, but they raised the high and low end of their top line and EPS guidance. Certainly is in contrast to many of the peers in retail that have been forced to lower guidance. Okay, so that's the big standout difference is that they've got a little bit more runway, I guess. Uh, what's that coming from? Yeah, they've been a big market share gainer. There's been a lot of dollars shifted to sporting goods. Uh, since COVID started. And we think a lot of these gains are structural. They've made a lot of operational improvements, including a lot of omni-channel investments they've made over the years. They've fulfilled 90% of their orders from stores now. So their e-commerce margins have dramatically improved. Their in-store experience has improved and their relationship with the key vendors have gotten much better. What about the uh, uh, trend here for general brick-and-mortar retail? Are they not susceptible to that uh, when it comes to sporting goods? Is there still a high-touch requirement there where if you're buying a golf club, you want to go pick it up and feel it or put your hand in a glove or whatever it may be? Yeah, I mean, the stores are, uh, the Dick's in-store experience has dramatically improved. 70% of their sales now come from loyalty members. With that has come a much improved store experience and people's desire to be in store, touch and feel products, see product, be in a multi-branded environment. Dix has played into that. They have been the biggest market share gainer in sporting goods since the pandemic. We think that will continue. They still only have about 10% market share. We think that can go up much higher. Mm. Who are they taking it from? They're taking it from a lot of companies that have gone away, you know, the models of the world, the mom and pop sporting goods stores. Uh, I think they've beaten some of the peers in in-store experience and certainly just vendor uh, allocations. Nike's 20% of sales and they're getting the, some of the best Nike product now. Uh, other national brands have also increased their allocations to Dick's with better product. That's been a big reason why there's more people in-store and there's more people online. One of the main themes that's complicated uh, the case for owning a uh, or retailer or third-party seller like Foot Locker is that they're beholden to the whims of the brands like Nike that are reducing their presence in those stores. Uh, what about for Dix? Do they have um, a higher rank in terms of what they get to sell, or is that not as important to them as sort of a single product uh, retailer like a Foot Locker? Yeah, Foot Locker is incredibly levered to Nike. Almost 70% of top line comes from Nike. And Nike's been reducing allocations to Foot Locker, whereas Nike's been increasing allocations to Dix. It's two very different customers. Foot Locker's the sneakerhead. Dix is a much more multi-branded sporting goods experience, much more diverse from a category perspective as well. Dix has been a traffic gainer uh, and a much more 
uh, robust omni-channel business in terms of buy online, pick up in store, ship from store. Foot Locker is still very beholden to Nike. Stock's been in the news quite a bit uh, over the last week because they, uh, Mary Dillon will be joining as their CEO, and she's uh, widely hailed her from her previous experience at Ulta. Okay. And uh, you think this is stock that could find its way back uh, to highs, 142 bucks, your target for Dick's? Yeah, that's that's just 12 times this year's EPS. This is a business that's structurally improved with higher returns on capital, lower risk. We think it'll retest its highs from last year at some point when investors realize how strong this business is going to finish 2022. Does anything else in the sector fit with that thesis? John, does anything else look as good? What else ranks as a buy and uh, the way you see it? Yes, the sector's in a tough spot right now. It's very difficult to model the gross margin picture and demand piece really through year end. There are a few stocks that we have a lot of conviction on. That's Dick's, it's Lululemon, it's Decker's. We think these companies have visibility on, on top line and gross margin and very strong product cycles that will carry them into next year. Okay. Uh, John, thanks uh, for the thoughts here. Appreciate the analysis. Thank you. John Kern, Managing Director and Senior Equity Research Analyst at Cowan with the bull case on Dix after a little volatility here post-earnings.